Episode 34 of the Caesar's Show. Wow, I haven't released an episode since June the 14th, and it's, you know, beginning of July, so I know I've been slacking a little bit, but uh, my apologies. I've really just been, you know, sitting idle waiting to see what free agency moves and acquisitions were going to be made to see if there's going to be some trades, and there's definitely a lot of things that have happened, um, and I'm very excited to, you know, fill you guys in on, you know, another great episode. You know, this is going to be another fire one. It's always getting better and better. So I'm proud of that. And I'm, I'm happy for you guys being patient because, you know, it's been a long time coming. But like every other episode, you know, I like to recap guys on the previous one. So when I say that, episode 33, I had my boy Manny up here. And, you know, we just, you know, talked about the finals recap um, and some free agency predictions. Um, and, and it's just been a roller coaster of what's been happening these past three weeks. So, you know, the draft happened too. You know, I might touch upon that just a little bit, um, but we'll save that for a little later, just depending on how I'm feeling with these uh, topics at hand. Um, but yeah, last episode was cool. And like I said, this episode is about to be fire. So, you know, I got another guest on, a re- returning guest, my boy Wave. So, Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Wade. So what's up, man? It's Wade. You know I'm back. The hood woes. You already know. Uh, glad to be back, man. You know you can follow me at Wave underscore Legendary on Twitter and Wave with three V's and two E's on Instagram. <laughs> I like how you said the hood woes. Like no BS. I got two friends that literally be they they're my they're my NBA alerts nowadays. Like obviously you know there's a lot of people you go to for Twitter nowadays. You just go to Twitter to see what's happening. But literally Wave and my boy Jamal every five seconds since free agency has started have been filling me in. I either be at work or I just be chilling somewhere. I'm like yo no this did not just happen and it just happened. So hood woes. What's up man? It's good to be here, man. I'm ready to get into it. All right. So, um, well, who was? Is a LeBron fan, so uh, he packed up his bags the other day, and you know he, he took one or two things, and he rocked over to LA. So when I say that, um, LeBron James. You know, created another narrative yet again. So he had a couple of options of where he wanted to go, and you know, I was like, you know what? You know, obviously it's going to come between, you know, Philly, uh, the Rockets, the Lakers, or re-signing with the Cavs. And my initial reaction was he's probably going to go to Philly. If he wants a championship right away, he's going to go to Philly. You got Youngtown and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, a lot of shooters over there. They're young and athletic. He can teach and mold these guys how to be, you know, be great, how to have that championship pedigree mold these guys, really. And I really thought that was going to be the catch. Um, you know, his, his uh, what's it called, his his manager, not his manager, his agent, actually met with them. I think the day free agency started, we actually started talking to players and whatnot. I thought that was going to be a huge possibility because I didn't think he wanted to go to L.A. by himself. Um, 
And I think at the end of the day, he just didn't want to stunt away, you know, stunt Ben Simmons' growth. And I just felt like having both of them on the floor at once wasn't really going to work. So that won't happen. Then you had the Rockets. On paper, it seems nice, CP3, James Harden, LeBron James. But if you add LeBron James, you got to get rid of a lot of players. We already saw Trevor Ariza get signed to the Suns. Clint Capella is a restricted free agent, so someone has to match his offer. I think he was going to get the boot. And what made the Rockets so good was not only Chris Paul and Harden, but their depth. And I feel like even if you add a high-caliber player like LeBron James, you're going to take away from that depth. So it's kind of going to essentially be like how he was with you know Wade and Bosch teamed up. They, really, they literally had to build from scratch. Now, I have some faith in Daryl Murray, but I don't know if he was going to try to find mid-level exceptions to – work with that um so we got that out the way and then i remember me and manny we were talking about oh yeah man if it's the best place to go you know let's salvage this relationship in san antonio with Kawhi and pop and let's 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 get lebron james to go there i personally thought the best basketball move in a perfect world would be lebron james and alamo with san antonio um he's never had a great coach this would have been the legendary coach he's always been, you know, raving about. You got Kawhi Leonard. You got this young talent. You got all this depth there. And you got a guy who has leaded the league in minutes last couple of years. This is going to be the probably the, probably the first year he's going to, what, average, what, like 28 to 34 minutes a game. And obviously it's going to go up, you know, at that second half of the season. But I really thought that was a good place to go. Obviously, you know, Kawhi is not – messing with San Antonio right now at all and it makes things worse because this guy never talks so we will never know what's going to happen so I can't wait until he actually goes to another team because you know they always have those press conferences and stuff we actually may hear him say something or he might just be one word like how girls all would text I don't know Um, (laughs) but he ended up going to the Los Angeles Lakers I kind of knew he was going to go, but I didn't know he was going to go. Like I said, not to go backwards, but I just didn't think he was going to go by himself. I thought he was going to inquire from other players if they're going to go or not. Um, he did. You know, we, we heard he he hit up KD. <laughs> he texts KD and, <laughs> and he asks, yo, like, what you thinking? Like, you, you, you trying to come with me to Lakers? KD's like, yo, I just got two finals MVPs. <laughs> I got a lot invested in Silicon Valley. I'm happy here. Why would I even think about joining the Lakers? Like, nah, maybe next year. But right now I'm trying to get as much rings as you or even more. So I'm not trying to team up with you. And I respect that. Um, but he went to the Lakers. And this is just something that that shocked everybody a little bit. I mean, Gary Payton and, and Scottie Pittman kind of kind of told us a little bit, just a little bit, especially when they said his son was going to some school. Um, Sierra, is it Sierra? Sierra Cannon or something like that. So that kind of, I, I thought he was just going to go there just to like view his options, but it just made the most sense. Um and to me, it made the most sense because first and foremost, family first. Um, you know, he's he's about to be year sixteen. About yes, to be year, year six. About to be year sixteen. Um, this dude's essentially already wrote um, his legacy, and this is just gonna you know just make it better. But it's 
this is pretty much the icing on the cake for him. Like, um, but I, I think family was first. I feel like the first go around, he, his kids were young, so relocation wasn't a problem. But now that his son's getting into basketball and his wife wants to do things, it just made the most sense. Um, and he's a businessman, you know what I'm saying? So he is has lifetime endorsement with Nike. He has some sponsorships with beats he owns some of liverpool you know he owns some of blaze pizza he's a part of the uninterrupted he's really popping in film and tv so it just made the most sense business-wise to go there and i think he just wanted to be comfortable as well too um and another thing i just feel like what was key was magic johnson um you've got a guy who you know has been exposed to pat riley and obviously dan gilbert dan gilbert gave him a lot of leeway basically forced his way into making, you know, those executive decisions. And I feel like when he finally got that sit down after 1201 with Magic Johnson, I feel like that was the biggest selling point. One, because I think he just idolized Magic Johnson to the most. Um, a lot of people like to compare LeBron James with Michael Jordan. I, I, I think that's they're in their own different lane. But if you had to say someone who's the most similar to LeBron James, as far as like a point forward, you got to go with Magic Johnson and, and I think Magic Johnson really instilled, like, yo, this is a process. You know, we, we might not get something the first year, but I definitely think, you know, those next three years, we're going to bring free agents in here. We're going to develop our young talent, and we're going to try to get this chip and compete with Golden State. Um, so I think Magic Johnson really sold him on the fact that, yo, we're, while you're here, we're going to compete, 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 and we're going to raise that banner once again because the Lakers have an historic franchise. Um, so with that being said, I know this was a long-ass monologue, but how do you feel about LeBron James going to L.A., talk to the world, tell him what's on your mind, man? As a LeBron fan, I'm loving LeBron <laughs> at L.A. Of course, like you said, I did think – I never thought the Rockets were going to get him. For some reason, I never thought it. I did believe that it was either going to be the Spurs, the Cavs, the Sixers, or the Lakers. Now, with the Spurs, I, 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 I was advocating for LeBron to go to the Spurs. <laughs> but when I look back on it – uh, I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I could see Kawhi in L.A. with LeBron, but I couldn't see LeBron in San Antonio with Kawhi, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, like you mentioned, with the Ben Simmons and LeBron thing, they're both similar players, and it would probably stunt Ben Simmons' growth. Mm. But I do love this L.A., this L.A. Bron, if you want to call it that. Uh, LeBron. <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely was like a lifestyle decision first mm -hmm. of course like his kids are teenagers now so that makes a huge difference he's trying to start his production company or get it off the ground i might what, have to holler at him what better way than to go to hollywood you know but um as a lebron fan the reason i love it the most is because after what about eight to ten years uh -huh. lebron finally can play without max pressure yeah he can finally play loosely, and seeing what they've done in free agency, he could definitely play off ball. And from what I'm hearing, they're starting a new offense where LeBron is not the playmaker. He's playing off ball. They're just surrounding him with playmakers. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see. I think LeBron off ball is going to be vicious, and he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Now, there's been um, some other rumors, too, that 
you know, he's reportedly studying Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan in order to become a more po- more of a post player in L.A. We don't know if that's true, but the thing is, the thing that's great about it is, um, you know, he's he's definitely he has someone he can lean on with Kobe. So um, I think that's just going to be more knowledge. He's going to be you know a mile away. So that's great. But one thing I do love about this move is. Obviously, like you said, there's not that much pressure on him, but yet again, there's always going to be pressure on him when you're the best player in the world. But we we, we, we definitely know, you know. Um, but one thing that stands out to me the most is he's given up the reins in the East. Um, he's in the West now. And a lot of his biggest knock was the East has been a cakewalk. Obviously, you're going to get to the finals. Like, no competition. No competition. So it, it's pretty great to see him in the West, and he's about to be in a dogfight. You got the Warriors, and we're going to get into them in a little bit. You got Houston, who's still intact. All he did was lose Ariza. You got Portland, who, you know, just had that come, coming out party. Uh, Utah is on the rise. Spurs are always going to, you know, fight for that. OKC got Paul George and just re-signed. Um, and Denver's on the rise, too. So there's a lot of teams in the West. So, um don't be surprised if homie get passed out first or second round. Like this, this may be the highest rated playoffs ever. Uh, so I'm just excited for that. And it's kind of weird because I kind of want Kawhi Leonard to go there. Like I was a huge advocate for that. But the more and more I think about it, you need young pieces to mesh with vets. And I just feel like if you if you Get Kawhi Leonard, you're gonna lose too much. Uh, I remember our boy Jamal was saying, "Yo, what if they sign Julius Randle and do a signing trade with Julius Randle and ship Ingram for Kawhi?" I was like, "That's not bad. That's not bad at all." But realistically, Julius Randle don't got that Spurs DNA, and I just don't. I think the late, the Spurs will want Ingram, but they just want more. Um, so. It's just tough. I, if I'm Kawhi, like obviously you kind of messed up saying like you don't want to go anywhere anywhere else. But then, I mean, Lakers, when you have a year left on your contract, um, so I think he could have took that Paul George route and just been like, I'm open to places because who has the most assets? You got either L.A. or you got Philly or you got Boston. So it would have been kind of cool. It's not over yet because Kyrie didn't get traded till August last year. Um, so he could go. Realistically, it would be dope to see him go to Boston. I mean, not Boston, Philly. Um, if you can get like, like a Sarek and a Covington with a draft pick for him, or I kind of want Markel Fultz to stay there too. He's like that James Harden for me, for like how OKC was. But um, I would love for Kawhi to go out east and you know try to compete for a championship, then go straight to LA. Um, but LA, I mean, they got some solid talent, man. You got you got Lonzo Ball. Um, you got Kyle Kuzma and you got Ingram to build around. So, and Hart too. Um, so they're they're looking okay. Um, last year, you know, the Lakers made a little leap. I think that two years ago they won thirty five or twenty twenty eight or thirty five games. And this year they they had definitely had a win increase. Um, and like the last two months, I believe they were like second or third in the West in wins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It took Golden State to overtime twice, you know, in the regular season. So they just didn't know how to really close games. And like you said, when you're young, you it just takes a while to figure out. So LeBron James coming there, this is going to be his ultimate prize. Um, 
But just looking at the Lakers' current roster intact, they just had some interesting signings. You know, you had Ray John Rondo, who I thought the Pelicans were going to throw the bread to because Definitely. he was their bread and butter. The Pelicans are about to take a dip back again. You got Ray John Rondo, who got signed there, and then you got a knucklehead in Lance Stevenson, um, who got signed there too. And then they just signed JaVel McGee, who's another knucklehead. So it just makes you think like, what is Magic Johnson trying to do? Like, like, how do you personally feel? As being being a LeBron fan and knowing what pieces he needs, he needs shooters. They haven't signed any shooters. Obviously, they re-signed Caldwell Pope, but being that they signed Ron, Ray John Rondo, JaVel McGee, um, still have Lou Aldane's contract, and they got Lance Stevenson, how do you feel about this team right now? Right now, this team is a first-round, maybe second-round exit, and that's coming from a LeBron fan. I have not yet seen this team, like, play and what schemes they're going to run, so it's hard to tell. But I'm indifferent about the free agent signings. Lance Stevenson, as many probably will cringe at, all. Oh, he's playing with LeBron, that he's a knucklehead. I actually love Lance Stevenson. He's one of those players where you play against him, you hate him, you play with him, you love him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like playing alongside LeBron James – there may be that one or two times where LeBron has that you big dummy moment, <laughs> but I feel like he will bring out the best in Lance, and Lance will give that intensity, and he's also a huge spark, and he plays defense. He, he loves the game, and as far as JaVale, he's given all the Warriors plays away, so the Warriors better come with new schemes. I mean, I guess you could say they give all the players away, but I mean, they just added the final piece to the Monsters. We'll talk about it a little bit, but um, a lot of people have been saying, yeah, JaVel McGee's been, you know, so great in the finals. Look what he did. I don't care what he did in the finals because the Cavs had the worst defensive team in the whole NBA, like damn near dead last, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, will he be a presence? Definitely, but I'd really got to see how he's going to play because – it's, it's just going to be interesting. Like you said, with this current team intact, with LeBron James, first of all, you put him on any team, he's going to go to playoffs. So I think they'll be a 6-8 through eight seed um, and then probably get back to the first round. I heard they've been trying to get some moves made. I heard they were trying to inquire about DeMar DeRozan and trying to get Damian Lillard, which all sounds nice, but I would just – have this a fill-out year, really get these young players ready, playoff ready, and then just go hard in free agency because you're definitely going to get another star. Um, so keep your young talent, keep that core intact, and all you need is another piece because I'm banking on Lonzo Ball, working on his jump shot, getting stronger. We already saw the pictures on Instagram. Homie got a little bigger. I expect Ingram to be not necessarily a KD, but a guy who can just get buckets and utilize his size. I see a Kuzma who's already exceeded everyone's expectations. I didn't even know who this guy was until I saw him in a Las Vegas tournament last year. He's going to be a stud too. So LeBron has the potential of these pieces to work around. Now, can they bring this into fruition and can LeBron relate to him? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm still skeptical. Um, what would you call it? I'm the, the, it's still. Surreal? No. Huh? I'm still skeptical of Brandon Ingram. Mm. We're still, I'm still evaluating him. He's too timid for me, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, Lonzo, 
I'm not worried about Lonzo's play. I know he's a hooper. It's separating LeVar from Lonzo. <laughs> and I'm eager to see how LeBron James will handle that, and as well as Lonzo and LeVar. I don't want to see LeVar. Already, he's already been booted from front office talking to them. I want to see how him and LeBron mesh, which is crazy because we're talking about someone's dad and not the actual player yeah. meshing. <laughs> but I want to see how that goes, definitely. And Kuz is my guy. I think he's going to be good. Kuz, there's just certain players who got that dog in them. Mm-hmm. Kuzma got that dog in them. Definitely <laughs> have that dog in Kuzma them. Kuzma got that dog in them, man. And they match up. I mean, last year they matched up with the Warriors very, very good. So maybe LeBron knows something that we don't know. Yeah. He always knows something from a mile away. I love that Rondo pickup, though. He, I feel like he could definitely mold Lonzo, but Lonzo definitely will have a better shot. So I feel like that Rondo pickup is more than – it gives Lonzo that fire because now it's a competitiveness for a starting position. Yeah. And at the same time, it gives him that veteran presence to learn off of. Yeah, because I think one thing that was missing from – a few things that was missing from Lonzo, he was very – he's very, like, non-vocal. And I feel like if you're going to be a point guard, you're going to be a leader, you have to be demanding – and I feel like with Lonzo, obviously he gives what the you know what the defense takes him, but he has a feel for the game. But I feel like you have to set the tone vocally. That's what separates the great point guards from the average point guards. And he has too much talent not to take that leap. Now you're right. I think with Rondo, he's definitely gonna get up in him like how Beverly got up in him that first game. Mm-hmm. Practice is gonna be intense every single time. So I think it's great. Um, but with that being said. Who you think is gonna start? You think it's still gonna be Lonzo, or you think it's gonna be Rajon? Like I heard, it's up for grabs. It's definitely up for grabs, especially after the recent news of Lonzo having an injury. Oh yeah, they said he tore his meniscus. I think maybe he did. Obviously, he did have knee problems, but I think they released that so he couldn't get traded. And from what I'm hearing, it may re- it actually is gonna require surgery. But he's claiming that he's gonna be back. By training camps? By training camps. Mm. I don't get how that works, but, hey, right now I see Rajon Rondo starting just to fuel Lonzo to get better. Yeah, for sure. Um, And and one thing I do like about this, you know, the Cavs beat the number one. Last year the Cavs beat the number one, you know, team in the East, the second overall record in the NBA in Toronto Raptors. Um, they took a promising Celtics without a Kyrie and a Gordon Hayward to seven games. Uh, and, you know, Indiana was on the rise. So they played good competition. And if LeBron can do that with this team, granted they're in the West now, but I really like this young talent with L.A. And these guys can all go get buckets. I know you're talking about you being iffy with uh, Brandon Ingram. He had a seven-point increase. In 2016, he averaged nine points, shot 47, 40% from the field, um, four, four, I mean, two assists, four rebounds. And this year, he got his little minutes up, but he averaged 16, shot 47% from the field, four assists, and five rebounds. So LeBron's definitely going to make the, the game easier for him. Um, I, think, I think we're going to him, see him get buckets. Um, I'm excited for this, man. Uh, who would you have as your starting five? Um, starting five right now uh, makes the most sense. As far as playoffs go, I would have Rondo. And then at the two, I would probably have... Uh, right now, I have to have... 
I'll probably put Ingram at the two. Yeah, Truthfully, two, I'll yeah. probably put Ingram at the two, LeBron at the three, Kuz at the four, and then at the five, got to go with JaVale. I mean, yeah. You, you got to go with Is JaVale. Lopez gone? Yeah, he's definitely gone. Now. Oh, okay. They yeah. don't have the money for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One-year experiment. Um, yeah. Uh, I think by the time the playoffs start, Lonzo will be ready. Um and I, I I just can't give up on that size, but then you can't go wrong either. I'm I'm just banking on Lonzo working on his jump shot. Yes. Because Rondo can't shoot for shit. Yes. Definitely. I'm really 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 banking on Lonzo's jump shot. So I would have LeBron. I mean Lonzo at the one. Um, Kuzma. I was torn between uh, Ingram and I was torn between Caldwell Pope just because yeah, LeBron loves shooters. That's definitely um, where I was at too. But I'm. Thinking that these guys, since they have LeBron James there, that's going to motivate them to get better this offseason. So, like you said, I got two Ingram. I mean, LeBron is a three through five, one through five, honestly. So, him and Kuzma, definitely, I want them together. And like you said, I mean, you got to go with JaVale McGee. Lesser are two evils at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, if, Le- if LeBron James wins a chip, well, first of all, with this four years on his contract, realistically speaking, how many rings do you think he can get? Let's say if you know Kawhi comes in next year in free agency and they and they still have this young talent, how, how, how just how do you think it's gonna how do you think it's gonna pan out? How many rings do you think he's gonna get in LA? I'm just hot take. Look out, Clay Thompson may come to LA next year. Maybe everybody him or Kemba. But if you have Lonzo already and he's gonna turn into a star like we think he is, do you need Kemba? Trade bait. So you would trade Lonzo? Hot take. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm just very, very high on Lonzo. Like, let's not forget this dude. Like, he's just missing his strength, and he's missing a jump shot. But granted, I feel like Lonzo can shoot, mm-hmm. but the mixture of the hype, the nerves, and all the speculation out on him, I feel like it lessened his jump shot. Personally. And now this is why it's good for LeBron to come in there and help him out because before Lonzo, who was the biggest player we've heard of coming into the NBA? LeBron. So who who knows how to handle the pressure the most? LeBron. So I really feel like him being there with him, he his IQ is going to go up and he's going to be more calm because LeBron's going to be patient with him too. So. I don't want to trade Lonzo. I, I, I don't know if it's because I don't, I don't know. I just I just want to see them coexist, and I feel like they can coexist. But um, we'll definitely see. I me mean, Kemba. You I mean you put Kemba with LeBron? You know you put anyone with LeBron. You know they're gonna make moves. But I really I really want them to hold on to Lonzo. Um, I can deal away with Ingram or whatnot. But I think the untouchable should be Ingram. I'm mean, not Ingram. Sorry, Lonzo and Kuzma. Uh, but we'll see with that. Um, so. Lakers go after Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is the perfect player for LeBron James. He is. But the Warriors love him. But the Warriors love him and he loves them. (laughs) And it's kind of like a San Antonio Spurs with their little core intact. Um, So we'll definitely see about that. So I think when it's all said and done, LeBron will have two more rings if Kawhi Leonard comes because Kawhi Leonard is – I think that's the perfect fit. And I know Kyrie was one, but I think this just takes it to another level because you got a guy who will lock up KD, 
who will get buckets on KD and just takes that pressure off um, LeBron James. So we'll definitely see how that's going. I really don't know what the hell is going on in San Antonio because, like we said earlier, we do not know what the hell Kawhi thinks. We don't know anything. Like, I haven't heard a word. I, the last time we heard him speak was, like, a two-minute um, press conference he had. I think he was at the Spurs facility, like, I think a month before the season ended, the regular season ended. He gave us the impression that he wanted to be in the Spurs, a Spurs for life, and he gave us the impression that he was going to be ready to play. I personally think he's not hurt no more. <laughs> I think he used that. I think he was hurt, obviously, but he, he's using this, like, as an excuse on another level. Um, but it's just... I don't know what he's thinking. And at this point, I think the Lakers are really they're they're content with where they're at right now because they know the first year is going to be a process. It's more so getting these young um players ready. Acclimated. Uh, yeah, exactly. So um I don't know if I'm Kawhi, like there's there's rumors saying he really wants LA and then I heard other rumors he actually wanna to go to Clippers. I don't even know why you would I've, go to the Clippers. I've heard a recent rumor that he's actually preferring to go to the Clippers. Because he want, he doesn't want to be second fiddle to LeBron. Yeah. He's only twenty seven years old. When Bron's done, that's his squad. I mean, you look at the Clippers roster right now, their second best player, Lou Williams. That's trash. <laughs> Do you wanna compete for a last seed, and I know how great Kawhi is, but like if if you don't got no talent around you, and he's not a LeBron player, if you don't got talent around you, you're not gonna go nowhere. Yeah, Lou Williams is my guy, but that ain't it. Unless they get real jiggy with it, and they have all that cap space next year, and sign like a Clay Ooh. with Kawhi, never thought about and that. another big like Boogie or some shit. So. I mean, anything can happen. They have the cap space now. They got rid of DeAndre Jordan. They got rid of Blake Griffin. They got rid of Chris Paul. All they have is, like I said, Lou Williams. They got rid of their – they got rid of Doc's son, Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers is on the Wizards now. Like yeah, He was untouchable for a I couple thought, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's boy. We're going to see how you fare out in, in, in D.C. Coach's son. Coach's son, man. So, uh, how do you think Kobe feels about this? As far as the LeBron? Yeah. Cause, uh, cause, and it's weird too because you have, you have Jordan fans, you have LeBron fans, and then you have Kobe fans. I feel like LeBron kind of stole, stole, stole some of the fans to him, but I feel like there's just a lot of people that are just hate and just not appreciating basketball in its purest form. Okay, if they are true Lakers fans, they're gonna love this LeBron James to LA. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're Lakers fans because of being Kobe fans. It's still going to be that constant tit for tat. Oh, Kobe didn't do this, or Kobe did this. LeBron didn't do this, mm-hmm. or he doesn't do this, and mm-hmm. Kobe did that. It's it's going to be a bunch of back and forth. But supposedly Kobe loves it. I doubt it personally. Knowing Kobe, he may like it on a Lakers standpoint, as far as like keeping the Lakers dynasty going. Yeah. But as far as like history and record standpoint, I feel like it's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he knows that LeBron is on his ass. Yeah. you. I mean, he already passed his ass, but that's very debatable. Some people will say that. We all know. All Hoopers know what's up. Um, <laughs> I love you, Kobe, but LeBron surpassed you when he got that third one in Cleveland. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, one thing I do hate is that all the Lakers game gonna come on at 10:30 Eastern time yes. now, man. Yes, we got stay up for that. So, um, but it's gonna be worth it. Uh, the Lakers are gonna be on TV a lot, a lot, a lot. Celebrities are gonna be back there. Like it's it's gonna be dope. So I'm excited for what LeBron James doing for that city. So we're gonna see where that goes. Now, um, what I want to get into is. Some weird things just happened in the NBA. Um, there's a big man that goes by the name of DeMarcus Cousins. Um, now, for those of you guys who don't know, DeMarcus Cousins hurt his Achilles uh, back, I think they were playing Houston. Were they yeah. playing Houston? Houston? He tore his Achilles on a freak accident. Um, I blame it from all these shoes these players be wearing. Those those joints don't have no support. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about what you do on the court. Like off, they be trying to be too swaggy sometimes. So a lot of these shoes be hurting people's heels. And the fact that you seven foot and like two sixty, that ain't low flying. tops. Low tops. Low tops. What are you doing? You should not be a big wearing low top sneakers. <laughs> it ain't cute. <laughs> You're not sweet wearing low top shoes, big man. Stop it. Uh. Yeah, they need to they need to seriously, you know, get some things in check. Um, but with that being said, he hurt his Achilles and he essentially was cleared out for I mean, you know, declared like um not active for the rest of the year. And, you know, I'm assuming, you know, he feels like he has some unfinished business, you know. We got A D with Rachel Nichols, one on one interview, uh, right around All Star. He's like, Yo, I gotta have that Russell Westbrook mentality, you know what I'm saying? I really felt like with Boogie there, we we thinking chip, you know, because we got Rondo, we got Boogie, and we got me, you know. We the modern day two best bigs to ever play together. Twin Towers. Twin Towers, literally. I thought it was to an old extent Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph um in this day and age. But Boogie and Boogie and AD were on some other shit. Like AD even wore homie's jersey. I didn't even realize he he wore his jersey to the All-Star game. If you're if your teammate is willing to wear your jersey to the All-Star game and then you just leave him hanging, like that that to me is just sickening. I know I know it's business, but Pelicans offered him the most money. Pelicans offered him two-year, 40 mil. I mean, I know that's not what you're looking for, but you got to realize you just got hurt, so you got to prove yourself. And I'm pretty sure with that two-year deal, you can opt out after a year and re-up. So why not try one more year to see what y'all actually can do? You know what I'm saying? So he got an offer there. He got an offer in L.A. for a mid-level exception. And then he got another offer. I think he did. He get an offer, or did he go looking for an offer? All right. So <laughs> what really happened was he got the two-year, forty million offer from the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. He felt he was worth more, and he denied the offer. So after that, I got word because I'm the hood woes <laughs> that the Pelicans actually were having troubles with him. Like every other team, he, the attitude inside the locker room, him and AD, they did mesh, but at the same time, it was a little shaky. So during the offseason, AD didn't really feel the need to, like, build that bond again. He was, uh, they basically, like, were past DeMarcus at that point. Mm-hmm. So to that point, DeMarcus, he was looking, like, once free agency started, he was looking for offers to come in. Of course, he's like the best big man before the injury mm-hmm. in the game. 
the offers didn't come in because a lot of the NBA don't need big men right now, mm-hmm. especially ones who don't have the pace that the modern day big has. Yeah. So he got distraught or discouraged rather after not getting the offers, and then he began to make calls. First call was to L.A. Now, when I first heard it, I was like, L.A. is stupid. <laughs> Bonehead move not to accept Boogie. But he oh, called, they didn't accept him? He called L.A. with a similar offer that the Warriors had, but L.A. decided against it. From what I'm hearing, they didn't want to get him on that mid-level, a little bit higher than mid-level exception, and then not see him play until February and not know if he was going to still be the same person, Mm. including his attitude off the court Mm -hmm. in the locker room. Yeah. Wow. So he went from L.A. to the Warriors. And you know the Warriors, like... I don't blame them for saying yes. <laughs> I don't blame them for saying yes. If you can sign someone for $5.3 million and you can keep everybody you have for your championship team and you just boot Nick Young and boot JaVel McGee, <laughs> you're damn right I'm going to pick them up. It was high reward, low risk. Yes. Even though he won't come back until February. They're not losing anything. They were probably going to go to the finals again anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so now that he's coming back, he is, is high reward on both sides. He feels that he's going to be able to take his time, even though he claims he'll be back. By training camp. By training camp, which Hell I no. highly doubt. He <laughs> can take his time, come back, and he could develop his game back to what it was as slow as he needs to. And when he comes back, he won't have the strain of being uh, number one, number two option, not even probably number three at this point. And what's crazy is they all had conversations with Boogie. He conversated with the big four, if you want to call it that. And they made it clear that he may come off the bench like when he first comes back. And there may be some games where he only gets five or six shots. And he allowed it. So I feel like this is a way to show that he's a team player and at the same time to rehab properly and, of course, to strike fear in the league because at this point I feel like a lot of teams have just thrown in the towel and started preparing for next year. It just sucks, man. Like We already saw what they did this year and last year. We saw that Houston can take them, you know, seven games. Granted, we'll never know what happened when Chris Paul got hurt. And then to pull the worst heist in the NBA history, like, how do you think Paul George feel right now? (laughs) Like, how do you feel Philly feel? Like, how do you feel Boston feels, Toronto feels, LeBron feels? Where the hell is David Stern at? That's what I'm saying. But you can't do nothing about it because the injury, like you said, that happened and... You know, we we try to incentivize these guys to stay and, and get and get this money, but um, like you said, if these offers aren't coming to you, and you got a chance to win a ring and then go wherever you want, like who am I not to take you, and who am I to who am I to disagree with you? I'm I'm just mad because this may be the first time we've ever, at least in the modern era, have seen five all stars 
five all-stars on one team, bro. Like, that makes no sense. It's unbelievable. It makes no sense. And it's like, yo, you're kind of taking the fun out of the league. Like, I'm still looking forward to this to this year. But it's like, it's kind of like an action movie. Like, you hear it all the time. You know it's going to have its ups and downs, its, it's crazy explosions and whatnot, but you know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And we know that Golden State is more than likely, in everyone, most people's eyes, going to win the chip. Now, if Boston had a better big other than Al Horford, I would say Boston can definitely can definitely get them. But the fact that you added Boogie and he can take his time and get back to where he was... I heard Boston was next on the list after the Warriors if they declined. I, I want him to go to Boston. What? <laughs> if he went to Boston, they would win a chip. That's a chip. So we're really banking on Tatum stepping up, which I think he will. Kyrie's health. Um, Jalen Rose stepping up again. And Gordon Hayward, you know, balling out. So, And Jalen Brown, too. And Rozier. I mean, they kind of stacked, too. Um, they don't got, you know, your, 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 you know, your max contract type of players and shit. But I think, you know, with Brad Stevens, who I think is the second best coach in the league, I think even with DeMarcus Cousins, um, they'll maybe try to take him out the game and go small. So they could work to their advantage, but I think they could take him six, seven games. Taking the Warriors six to seven games right now. Nah, (laughs) maybe six, but it'll more than likely be five. Simply because playoffs is one thing, and then finals is another thing. It's mm-hmm. like it's a, always a step up. Yeah. And only Kyrie knows that finals bump, you know what I mean, that finals run. That's true, but these other guys have this playoff pedigree. They're one win away from the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at it, I mean, Boogie has to play out defensively, Horford can knock down that open three. You got to play like Kyrie. What Steph fails at is when another guard is going at him. He did not have that in the finals, so of course he's going to ball out. But if you look at when he played against the Rockets, um, he had to work. He definitely had to work. So I feel like if you got Kyrie, who's fully healthy, then you got a backup in Rozier, and then you got these wing players in the Gordon Hayward, in the Jason Tatum, and I don't know if they're going to keep Marcus Smart. And also, uh, who am I missing? Rozier. Rozier. No, no, I said Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. You got three two-way players right there, so that makes things a little interesting. I'm nervous. No one has brought up Gordon Hayward, and if he'll come back, a hundred. We talked about Boogie, mm-hmm. but Gordon Hayward had a horrific injury, and of course he had like a Paul George esque injury. Yeah. Paul George came back, and now what? How how long has it been? About three, three, four years. I think three years, yeah. And he's just now getting back to that George that we love to see. Yeah. Will we see that from Gordon Hayward? It's hard to tell. Yeah. And the Kyrie, him. He's so injury-prone to me, and no one really talks about it too much, but I just, something, like, I feel like he's diminishing the more he gets injured, and he injures his legs more often, like, every year. I mean, yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, I, are, is is injury-proneness real? Definitely. Are more players susceptible to get injured? More likely, yes. Um, but anybody can get injured at any given point in time, so... You just got to take the the pros with the cons and the fact that they do have a backup in Rozier. You know, if he has these knick-knack injuries, you got Rozier who's already playoff tested. 
that can be a starting point guard on any team. He can, and he's working on his jump shot too. I mean, they good, man. They have so much flexibility on that team. It's crazy. That's the truth. But if Ben Simmons comes back this season with the three point shot, and that's highly unlikely. Come on, man. Hey, that's <laughs> Jalen Brown did it in a year. In a year, Ben Simmons don't even know which hand he want to use yet. Maybe if is the word though. If he comes back, the Sixers definitely will have something to say about it. They just added Wilson Chandler, and a lot of people, a lot of people I don't forgot. think about that pickup. They had, and they still added, got JJ ready. Yes, and they got JJ back, and I'm really upset they didn't keep Mikael or Macau Bridges in the draft. They drafted him from Villanova. He was a great pickup, and they shipped him to the Suns. And I was so hurt by that because I wanted to see them do well. And he was a great pickup for them. He was basically Robert Covington 2.0. And that would have gave them the same amount of flexibility that they could battle with the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, do they still they still got Sarik. Um, they still got – and we haven't even talked about Fultz. Fultz is another guy who's a jump shot away from – Messing this the second unit up on every team. Yes, um, homie, he kind of reminds me a little bit as far as finishing Tony Parker a little bit. Mm. His handles is od. Um, if he just works on his jump shot like how I was in college, that's just another guy who can give you sixteen to sixteen to twenty points off the bench. I'm just trusting the process right now, and that's a team with endless potential. And I'm hoping that they could give the Celtics a run, other than. My other team that we're going to talk later about. But as far as the boogie and the free agency, boogie, after you come back this year, if you're healthy and you're good, you finish off good, you might get your ring. I'm not going to speak it into existence yet. But if you do, spot on the Lakers for you right next to LeBron James. (laughs) We'll definitely see about that. Um, Another free agency um, pickup that we saw was – Playoff P, um, a lot of people joke. Don't always say playoff G and all that good stuff. I don't know how you go. How how are you that high caliber of a player to go two of sixteen from the field to close out a series? I'm still that's that doesn't sit well with me. Game seven. Yeah, he was looking like a Reza. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Um, but OKC. Well, I'm not even gonna say OKC. Russell Westbrook bullied. <laughs> he bullied Paul George into signing that four-year, $137 million deal. Russell Westbrook was so – his image was going to be ruined if Paul George didn't stay. Like, let's not forget, KD left this man's – a lot of people already think Russell Westbrook is only a stat stuffer and is very selfish and can't play with another superstar. Um, he lost Reggie Jackson. He lost KD. He lost Serge Ibaka. He lost Jeff Green. He lost James Harden. He lost a lot of players people don't even talk about. And it's cancer, too. Not to saying that they're top-tier players, but they were a part of a team that, you know, made them a championship-level team. Um, he just lost all these players, and I feel like if he would have lost Paul George, his career, he would have probably been like a modern-day AI. Allen Iverson or something like that. You see the talent, but you're just not ever going to be good enough and just going to be stuck in your ways to get from point A to point B. Um, but he even threw him a party. He threw a party. I At saw Nas on social media. Had Nas over there. 
And I think he really wanted to go to L.A., but after that party and just seeing that tears in Westbrook eyes, he's like, all right, man. I mean, we got to give Presty some credit, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I don't like the location of where OKC is, but based on what I've seen these X amount of years, only not going to have on them is probably not paying James Harden an extra couple million dollars. I, I, forever. I, forever, you know. <laughs> but he wouldn't be the James Harden he is now. We can agree for that. But then again, we don't know. But um, the playoff P pickup was, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a very great, like, re-signing. I mean, it was good for the franchise. But honestly, they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. as far as, like, championship. Now, I mean, we can say that, but, you know, obviously Melo averaged 16 points, you know, this past season. And Russell Westbrook literally on the fly had to adjust his game to other, you know, two primary ball handlers. So this was a work in progress. It's pretty rare when you see a team – a super team get a similar one of their first year. The only team that I can think of was the Boston Celtics because even Miami, I'm not saying they're Miami level, but it's the same outline. Even Miami, even though they got to the finals that first year, they lost to um, Dallas. So I think this year with that core team coming intact, and if they, I think this year with that team coming intact, um, you definitely miss Roberson. I think even though he's definitely. an offensive liability, he was still. He was He's essential. The, he was essential for their team defensively. They had this stat. I'm not quite sure with the whole um, analytics behind it, but they said I think with Robeson in the lineup, they were top five, like true starting five team. Mm. So, I mean, if he can get back to what he was, be that defensive presence, and I'm hoping he sort of worked on his jump shot. Yo, just like if anything, just work on your corner three like a Bruce Bowen. Like, <laughs> like do something, dog. If he can work on his jump shot, then he's good. Like, they'll go to another level. And I think another thing, too, Melo, I don't know if he's going to get his contract bought out. There's been rumors about that, but Melo has to. They want to part ways because Melo's just stuck in his ways. He doesn't want to come off the bench, and I think he can thrive averaging 16, 18 off the bench, but Melo at this point in his career is kind of washed up. Um, I just don't think he's willing to accept reality that he's not the player that he is. It's just crazy how, you know, obviously Chris Bosh got hurt, you know, with the blood clots, um, but you had a D-Wade. Um, and you had these other players who have year by year adjusted their game, and Melo has not done anything to adjust his game at all. Um, And the fact that he's at this last milestone in his career and the fact he doesn't want to adjust when you're getting 24, 25 mil this year, um, that's just saying a lot. So I think they actually play better without Melo. Um, I think, you know, he's either out to come off the bench or the guy gets contract buyout because – they just signed Nerlens Noel. That's a big pickup. That was a huge Especially pickup. for the money that they got him for. For like five mils and shit like that? I think it was like three, three if million. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If he, he can stay healthy. He left probably about 20 mil on the table. Yeah, and they still got Grant, too. I like Grant a lot. Yeah. He he has to develop a jump shot. Yeah, he's he could, getting there. He, he could be he the can, perfect stretch Yeah, yeah. if he just developed that jump shot. And, and OKC does a fantastic job at drafting players, so... Don't be surprised if he he got a little something-something this year. So, um, if you put all that together, I think OKC could be a – I mean, they, they, they could have been a three-seed this past year. They were one, one, one loss away uh, from, you know. They could maybe make the conference finals. Especially if LeBron's a work in progress this year with this team. And with the departure of Ariza. That's huge. A lot of people don't really talk about that. 
Ariza signed a $15 million contract, and I ain't even mad at him. He already got a ring, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he wants to play with this young, with this young talented uh, Sunstein that's going to be on the rise in a couple of years. But if you're not going to get paid and give Chris Paul all that money, you got to rock. Wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about? The Rockets just picked up Michael Carter-Williams. Mm, what is he going to do? I'm trolling, guys. I'm trolling. <laughs> I was about to say, like, what is Mike? <laughs> Michael Carter-Williams? He went from a rookie, rookie of the, of the year. year. <laughs> To, I don't even know what team he was on last year. What team was he on? I don't know, but he got cut. Was it the Was it the Hornets? I couldn't even tell you. Nowadays. <laughs> if, if I had a gun pointed to my head and you had to tell me what team he was on, I would die. <laughs> so that was just a terrible pickup. He can't shoot. I mean, he's tall. <laughs> he can facilitate. Very injury prone. Very, very injury prone. More than D Rose, like nah. <laughs> but it's just like, yo, like, 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 what does that do for you guys? Unless he's just been in the hyperbolic time chamber and just been doing some stuff. I don't see I see Houston still being a top tier team, but Ariza really made a difference. Like even if you look at the course of the series, game one, he didn't really get that involved in the game from game two on where he was more aggressive and actually could switch and, you know, Kind of make it hard for KD and other players. Like, they're going to miss that a lot. And I really don't know about Chris Paul's health. So, it's looking like towards the end of the finish line, James Harden's going to try to do it himself yet again. Chris Paul said running back, and I believe in him. So, we'll see. Hopefully. Um, Tucker's going to have to step up, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will he be playing at three now? I mean, he can. He can switch on everybody. He and you just got knocked down your threes because James Harden and Chris Paul are gonna do the same thing. Iso ball, iso ball. I'm either gonna get to the rack or give find an open person. Um, so we definitely gonna see what's good with that. So um, the West is looking bright. They definitely gotta re-sign Clint Capella. Until then, they're sitting right along with the Lakers in my book. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely gonna give them money. So we'll see. Because at first, like even before the draft started, I thought. There's rumors that Phoenix Suns are about to give him a max, but if you got Aiton, what you need Capella for? So, I mean, we're going to see. Another pick I did like um, was Dwight Howard. Uh, Dwight Howard has been on so – well, first of all, just go back. Dwight Howard was supposed to be, in my eyes, growing up, um, the next Shaq. Uh, <laughs> he was just way ahead of – he was just very dominant, just way ahead of – you know, all the other bigs because we were he, he came in the perfect era where the bigs were not skillful anymore, so he can get away with his strength and athleticism. Um and he was he was on Orlando, you know, beat Braun, uh carried his team to the finals, obviously lost to one of the best players of all time, Kobe. But um back in the day you can literally build around Dwight and just put shoes around him and he would just go to work. Um and just to see him be bounced from Orlando to the Lakers to Houston to the Hawks to the Hornets to the Nets now to the Wizards just making you feel like yo like does this guy still have some juice left in the tank I think he does if you look at his stats last year he averaged 17 points 13 rebounds two blocks played 81 games and shot 55 percent from the field and improved his free throw percentage so him on the Wizards I actually love it I was about to say I remember earlier talking about Boston and the Sixers, and I said my other team that I'll talk about later, this is that team. Yeah. The Wizards and he got Austin Rivers have the gotten 
better. Mm-hmm. They've added depth. They picked up Jeff Green also. And Jeff Green, before he went absent during the playoffs, he had that one good game seven game yeah. when Caleb was hurt. But Jeff Green was coming back on Cleveland. So now that they've added him and they've added Dwight, like you said, he was averaging 16 and 12, 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. Those are great pickups. You know John Wall loves to get his big involved. Yeah. He made Gortat look way better than what he is. He gave Gortat all that. He made Gortat rich. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, I love this pickup. And I feel like now that they have some depth, it's not the best depth, but they do have some depth now. Coming back with Otto Porter and also Bradley Bill, Kelly Oubre, who's going to get better. Mm. This team is going to be a problem in the East now. Yeah. It's up for grabs, and I feel like Wall smells blood in the water. Mm-hmm. He just has to... Him and Dwight meshing personality-wise is just the only thing that I'm worried about. Yeah, that's that's the that's the biggest concern for me. A lot of people say his, his locker room personality or like what he does off the court... I heard he's very moody, very selfish, plays around too much. Looking from the outside in, you think, like, what? You think he, obviously, you know, you got your class clowns and shit, but you think once he's on the court, that's all he cares about. Um, And looking at stats from this past season, that's what you think. But I personally think he's just an easy target for that, too. And I think the Hornets just didn't want him and just want to rebuild from the scratch. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I feel like this is it for him. If he wants one more last solid contract, he got to ball the fuck out. Definitely. He got to ball the fuck out. This is a huge pickup. And I think I think playing with Beal and Wall will make the game easier for him too. Definitely, especially John Wall, Mr. Assist in the East. And people forget how nice Dwight Howard, like how great of a defensive presence he is. So, he's already going to make the Wizards go from a mid-level team to a top 10 defensive team. Um, and like you said, no more Bron in the East. Now the Wizards are here. Y'all always said, oh, this, this, and this away. You got what you wanted. LeBron's gone. Um, a lot of people not talking about the Pacers pickup, too. Oh, Tyreek. Tyreek Evans. Tyreek. <laughs> that boy's a dog. Yeah. But he's been known to, he's been known to, after he gets like, a little bit of money, or after he has a great year, he's been known to go like ghost. Go ghost. Yeah, we'll see, man. I think Victor Oladipo is going to play even better, based on his body language and what he said. You know, he got a glimpse of playing against. He got a glimpse of playing with Russell Westbrook, and then from there he took LeBron seven games. Um, and I just feel like with him, he was just hungry. And I think you know, I just saw what's what's the big man's name for the. For the uh, Pacers? Miles Turner. Miles Turner. I saw a picture of him. You know, he's been in the gym, so. He's been on that Oladipo regimen. He's been regiment. on that Oladipo regimen. So, you know, the Pacers could be another team that's solid, too. Um, so, I mean, obviously the East is not as talented as the West, but it's it's going to be exciting seeing, like, a battle royale in the East to see who comes out on top. The crown is up for grabs. I love that uh, Tyreek Evans pickup. I love to see. I want to see, because Tyreek Evans is, he's tall enough to to guard the three, but he's a point guard, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's he's a shooting guard, but he plays point very well. Yeah. So I want to see him and Oladipo in that uh, front court. But I want to – I'm wondering where Darren Collison fits in in that. 
probably six men. Do you think he's willing to take that position after he had a good year last year? I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll go with what they know, and then they'll try to mix it up. Maybe, you know, let's say if, God forbid, an injury happens, something they actually see and actually feel like, oh, you know, maybe this tandem of, you know, Evans and Oladipo works. I mean, we'll definitely see. So, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's so early to tell, man. There's so many moves that have been made. Um, so... You know, we'll definitely see how you how you feel about Julius Randle and the Pelicans. I want to say I like it, but it it definitely helps the Pelicans' pace. Of course, when Boogie went down last year and Ant, they were just running with Ant. The mm-hmm. pace was definitely better. Yeah. I want to say they were like top five in pace yeah. when uh, that happened. But um, I think what did he take a two year deal? Yeah, two yeah. year. I think he's making like seven, eight million a year. I think this is another two year, eighteen million. I think. I think this is another contract for Julius to prove himself, and Julius may be proving himself to go back to the Lakers. To be honest, because they did renounce his rights, he might be proving himself to go back to the Lakers. But I think this is a proving year for Julius Randle. He has to prove that he is a team player. And that he can be in that upper echelon of power forwards because power forwards is a really dense market right now. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. I like it for their the Pelicans' pace, but does it help their playoff chances? Not really, I don't think. Yeah. I'm kind of a little upset that um, Philly lost two key shooters. I think Ersan Ilyasova uh, was a huge pickup for them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he proved that in the playoffs, and Marco Bellinelli um, went back to the Spurs. Ilyasova, I think Ilyasova got drafted by the Bucks. Went ended up going back to the Bucks, um, and Bellinelli went back to the Spurs. So um, it kind of sucks seeing them shooters go away, but now that's just more responsibility on Ben Simmons and Embiid. And like you said, folks got to step up now. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Sixers are still you know top three team in the East. So uh, you know, Ben Simmons working your jump shot, man. Yeah, uh, I'm not as hurt about Bellinelli because he did begin to have a negative effect on them between shot him selection. and J.J.'s shot selection, yeah. throwing up a bunch of anything. Early in the shot clock. In the playoffs, it was it was really cancerous to the team. Um, so that one didn't hurt as much, I don't think. But that Ilyasova... He was a great stretch player, and he was a hustle player. Yeah. And you can't get enough hustle players. The fact that they picked up or re-signed Amir Johnson really gets under my skin. Amir Johnson shouldn't play for any team, <laughs> personally. He should be like Perk, maybe. Minimum, he sits on the bench, and he talks his trash. That's about it. I don't think he deserved what award he he won an nba award this year i think for like the nicest player sportsmanship <laughs> award yeah oh, i hate amir johnson <laughs> he's a bum he's do when you found him he try to pick you up every time like get off <laughs> <laughs> i mean so we'll see man free agency was good um they lost stauskas too even though that didn't really matter oh, the, the white boy mm-hmm. the damn so they must be banking on folks mm-hmm. they must be banking on folks so or uh Luwalu, don't forget about him. Okay. He's like that tall uh, two-guard that they have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so we'll see. So, I mean, free agency was great. 
Um, you know, it's it's looking bright, and I feel like nowadays in the NBA, you know, you know, just X out these past couple of years, I just feel like we haven't really had that much news going on. Like this is this is for real a year round, you know, league now. So there's always something happening. There's always something to talk about. So it's pretty dope, you know. Hopefully by next year we definitely gonna see something. Um but one thing I wanna, you know, talk about before we even end the show is Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler has some drama and Jimmy Butler is that type of guy who's just a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He he does not care about the mud. He does not care what you say, even though he listened to Taylor Swift. He does not care what you say or how you feel about him because he knows he put that work in so he deserves to do anything. Um but apparently he's not too fond of Cat and Wiggins. He he don't think they got that dog in them. He thinks they 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 play around too much, man. Their work ethic isn't that high. Yeah, he thinks they're very lackluster, and he doesn't plan on re-signing with the Timberwolves. And then we heard that Kyrie is very mysterious if he's going to re-sign or not with the Celtics. And what market is kind of live that needs some revival and has a star waiting for him? New York, New York. Uh, hey, and who did they just sign as a coach? Fitzdale? I mean, that's live, too. And they just picked up a nice, underrated player in Knox. Look out for him. Definitely look out for him. Knicks booed him, which I found really crazy. They boo everybody. This is the Knicks. He's like a 6'9 scorer that didn't really get to show his full package at Kentucky. And then, you know, they still got Ingus, Pingus, Porzingis. So, I feel like with if Kyrie and Jimmy decide to team up and they go to New York, that's an instant contender, personally, in my opinion. I mean, I have to see how their players develop. Is is Natuka going to become a two-guard? Yeah. Is he is going to be a combo guard? Is he going to get shipped? Is he going to stay healthy? Is Porzingis going to stay healthy? Who else are they going to sign along the way, the too? Bench. But Butler, who's a dog, Porzingis, who's the next, Dirk, and Kyrie, who's already true, proven to be a champion, that does shake up a lot of things in the East, too. Mm-hmm. So how are we saying the West is super, you know, high talent? The East is on the rise, too, a little bit. Yes, the West, they're living their golden years now, but five years down the line, the East will be running the league. Yeah. Definitely. I, I definitely see that, too. So uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, play one more year, get that check, see if y'all can go to playoffs again. I damn sure do not think Carney Towns is going to play that bad again. I thought against Houston that would be a mismatch. I thought he was going to dog Houston. He made Capella look like a star. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Capella Capella got better. I mean, I mean, it helps when you have James Harden, Dan Tony, and Chris Paul with you. But he, whatever money he's going to get thrown this year, he's deserved it. Man, Wiggins the cat, step up, please. Please Especially step up. Especially Wiggins. Yes. They're calling him a bus. He might be a Gerald Green type of player. <laughs> Mike Beasley. Oh, I forgot about Mike Beasley. Might man. be a Mike Beasley. It could be a Mike Beasley, man, but we'll see. And just going back from what I said, man, like there's just always content to talk about in the NBA, and I love it. Um, I feel like we truly do have an opportunity to become the best sports 
um, the most popular sport, rather, in, in the United States. So we're making strides. You know, I love how players have gained control. I love how ownership is really good. I love how we're so, you know, what's that word I'm looking for? We're so... We're so aware of everything that's going on in the world, and I just like how we're just making steps with everything, especially we're very conscious of what's going on in the world. I feel like what better man than Adam Silver, you know, to lead this, you know, millennial um, into another golden era of basketball. So, you know, that being said, you know, Wave, thanks for coming on the show. Any last words? It's always it's always a pleasure, man. Um, last words I could say is, you LeBron haters, <laughs> just realize that we're witnessing greatness and it's a legend in our midst that's all i can say watch out this year might be his rebuilding year but lebron is gonna be a new refreshed lebron in la i love it love it too man and uh we in for a treat i mean i mean obviously you know everyone thinks and thinking golden state's gonna you know get to the finals but Trade deadline ain't over yet. <laughs> There's a lot of things to happen. There's injuries that are bound to happen. One last thing I forgot. Zach Levine is a restricted free agent. I'm sure the Bulls probably will match contracts, but someone go get him. I personally think that Zach could be a star with the right tools around him. Well, who, where would you want to see him play? All right, I'm not going to be biased and say L.A. No, without L.A. Without L.A., I would love to see him. Hmm, that's a great question. I'd love to see him probably. Shoot, I'd like to see him. Pelicans. Go. Oh. Pelicans would be a good the fit The fact that him. they lost Rondo, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pelicans would be tough. Um, yeah, Pelicans would be tough. I'm just trying to think of, like, what team oh, needs a guard. Who's actually, like, competing. Hmm. Utah. Instead of Rubio, or just like six men. Donovan Mitchell at the one. You put Donovan Mitchell at the one, and put Zach at the two. You want Donovan Mitchell to get hurt? Then again, real Zach quick. has also run some point too in Minnesota, and in and Chicago. in um Chicago. Yeah. yeah, cool. I mean, but we'll see. You know, I I think he's gonna stay on the Bulls for a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, you know, thanks for coming on the episode. You know, this was a fun full episode. Um, and you know, I just appreciate you and. Uh, yeah, that's that's episode 34. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to episode 34 of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe to me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. I kind of messed that up. <laughs> Make sure to follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. And subscribe to my podcast on iTunes and Sound, SoundCloud. Um, at Sir Caesars, the Caesars show. Um, you don't want to miss out. Great content, weekly content. We out.